0: Hi, welcome to Sportsy. let's talk sports. We have spoken to so many athletes and everybody talks about the importance of mental conditioning and physical conditioning. Today we are going to talk about a topic which is in addition to that which helps athletes to have a better performance day in and day out. Today, we are going to talk about sleep conditioning. Yes, you heard me right, sleep conditioning. Today, we have with us Ram Payanur, who is a founder of SnoozeFit, India's first and only organization focusing on sleep analysis and sleep conditioning. Ram is a chiral surgery researcher, having done his education from the University of Minnesota back in 1996. With over 24 years of professional experience and three US patents to his credits, Ram co-founded SnoozeFit along with Dr. Bhushan Shugla, who is a leading psychiatrist in the country. Snooze Fit caters to the needs of an athlete, a corporate employee, as well as anybody and everybody who has a sleep disorder. Sleep conditioning is just as important as physical and mental conditioning. Something that we will talk about and we'll know more in the segment which is coming up. So please welcome Ram Rampayanur, talking about sleep conditioning and to the company, Snooze fit. Thank you for liking. Thank you for watching so much of content that we've been putting on Sportsy Says. Please go ahead and subscribe to our channel Sportsy Says on YouTube. Please go and follow our pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Help us spread the word about Sportsy. Let's talk sports. Hey Ram, uh, great to have you on Sportsy. Let's talk sports.
1: Pleasure being here, so that.
0: So for for the viewers, Ram is a great friend. Uh, I know him for many 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 years. Uh, beyond that, uh, there's a different relation for him that is there into the sports. The way we have heard of mental conditioning and the physical conditioning, strength and conditioning. Ram is a founder of a company called Snoozfit, who is India's first and only company who is actually into Sleep analysis and sleep conditioning. And believe me, guys, I was equally shocked when I heard about this. But there are, there's an amazing story coming up and some testimonies coming up about how the sleep conditioning is actually helping athletes uh, as well as the corporate people. It goes beyond, uh, beyond athlete. But specifically on athlete side, how it's actually sleep conditioning helping them to enhance their performance, have a better life and have a better image of themselves every day. With that, I just want to come to you with my first question. What is it, in your opinion, are the most important thing that athlete can consider when it comes to sleep?
1: Look, I think you know, sleep is part of the overall conditioning that an athlete has to you know go through. So there are fundamental things which I would suggest that an athlete is look at. First is mental and physical conditioning. You know, that's the crux of the athlete's DNA. Correct. Okay. The second is I would say diet diet is equally important because that's the fuel for the entire system for the body. Right. And third, but not the least is actually sleep because good sleep is actually fundamental for the overall recovery and rejuvenation of the body and the mind. And it is something that every individual, especially athletes need to very, uh, you know, seriously consider and follow for having an overall development and improving their performance.
0: So, uh, uh, again believe me the, i'm I'm equally amused when I heard about this, and I'm sure that the viewers are going to be amused as well and everybody understand that we know that okay, we have to sleep we have to, that's the only time when the body is recovering and understand as as an athlete or even the the parents grandparents have told us that right, okay sleep that's it's important for some time, but when there are so many things happening in the in the life of an athlete with the mental and physical as well as there's some part of mental which is going to be important. How did you come up with the sleep analysis, and what? How how did the whole snooze feed idea came into existence?
1: Look, sleep is one of those topics that which is fundamentally overlooked by many of us in our pursuit of our professional and personal, uh, you know, uh, objectives. So we we tend to slice our day by saying trying to maximize the productive awake time, and we many of us feel that sleep is actually a unproductive time of our of our life but in fact it is one of the most important and productive parts of our overall well being because there are three fundamental things which people need to recognize happens only in sleep mm-hmm. from an athlete's perspective first of all look the athlete when he trains and when he performs there's a lot of wear and tear in the body that the, that the you know athlete has to bear The recovery of the muscles, the cells and the tissues, which are actually is getting stretched and strained and tearing during the training sessions as well as while he's performing, the recovery of that happens only in sleep. The second thing is, whatever the athlete learns as drills or strategies or whatever goes into the athlete's mind as part of his mental conditioning goes into long-term memory only during sleep. So I think many of us have, have, may have heard of this concept called muscle memory or reflex action. You know, think about a slip fielder in, in cricket. The ball is traversing to him at you know 150 miles per hour and he's got probably you know, one quarter of a second to reflect and, and, and uh, respond to that. That does not happen in the, in the field. That happens over years of training in the net, which then gets into what we call as muscle memory only through sleep. So when we see an athlete performing, whether it's an aerobics activity or whether it's an athlete in badminton or any other sport, that reflects to a stimuli is over years of training and that is, happens only through good sleep. Third, but not the least, our immune system is strengthened only during sleep. Now think about this, an athlete trains for years to basically perform at a global stage Now, how unfortunate it might be if the athlete actually falls ill having a common cold for all you might say at the right time of the event. He may not be able to participate or may not be able to deliver the best. So our immune system, which is basically fundamental for our uptake, is developed and refined and rejuvenated only in sleep. So sleep is such a fundamental aspect for our overall well-being for every single human being but more so for athletes because they are actually stretching and pushing their body and mind beyond the normal levels that you and I go through. Okay? So that is why sleep is so fundamental for athletes and on a regular basis.
0: So, uh, so the way uh, Dr. APJ Kalam said, the dreams is something that you would not watch you in sleep, but that doesn't let you sleep. So I think you are combining the dreams on both the sides. One is the dream of having, helping athletes uh, achieve their dreams, at the same time making sure that they sleep and watch those dreams and get that in the subconscious mind and the, and the muscle memory for them.
1: Absolutely. You know, that's what we try to do. Is you know we, are, we work with the mental conditioning coaches. We work with mm-hmm. your physical trainers. <laughs> so we are part of the overall team of an athlete where mental coaching, physical coaching, as well as sleep conditioning, all of it is important. You know, And we try to create a plan that is workable based upon the athlete's schedule and constraints. That's why, you know, understanding how much sleep you need, how well you are sleeping, what goes into your sleep, are you recovering well, what happens prior to an event, are you having what we call as pre-event shivers, where your sleep is disturbed, hence you're not recovering on that particular night. All of these analysis is what we basically try to ascertain using technology as well as experience and giving that inputs back to the athlete and his extended team so that the athlete can perform to his best every single day.
0: So uh, when you say the every single day, so does that mean uh, the recovery uh, and the process of, of improving yourself is happening every night when you sleep? Oh, absolutely.
1: You know, you, you bring up a very interesting point, Sudhat, you know, And I'm actually going to get a bit technical at this point because I think it's important for people to understand what happens inside of your sleep. Because sleep is one of those things where you don't know what's happening because you're sleeping. Look, unlike diet where you know what you're eating or unlike exercising where you're conscious of what you're doing, sleep is one of those activities which happens in your subconscious. So you don't know what is happening. So to illustrate what happens in sleep, it's important for you to look at this holistically as what we call as a sleep architecture. Um, Now you need to recognize that when we sleep, we are not in one constant stage. There are actually five different stages of sleep, and we cycle through these stages umpteen number of times during a sleep. We first start with what we call as awake state, which all of us are right now at. We then get into what we call as stage one or stage two, which is what we call as light sleep. In light sleep, our eyelids are beginning to close. We are our cardiovascular system is basically slowing down. Yet we are conscious of what is happening around us, but we are basically in a semi-state of mobility and consciousness. The third and fourth stage is what we call as deep sleep. Many of you may have heard of this. And the fifth state of sleep is called REM sleep or rapid eye movement sleep. So every human being, even animals to that matter, goes through these stages of sleep. We go through it five times in our sleep during our entire sleep cycle, roughly each cycle is about 90 minutes. We cycle about five of these in our entire sleep. And that's where the typical eight hours of sleep comes through. Okay. Now, what scientists have actually found out is that the deep sleep aspect of our sleep is fundamentally responsible for our muscle and organ recovery. So if you recall, we talked about this earlier on, right? the athlete is straining straining his body and basically stretching his muscles and having wear and tear. This recovery happens in this particular part of our sleep only, which is the deep part. The mental conditioning has its state of its own, which is the REM sleep, which is where all the long-term memory realignment, removing all, all the adverse thoughts from your mind and what we call as a muscle reflex action memory all happens in the REM state of your sleep. Okay, so these two states of sleep are fundamentally responsible for your physical and memory recovery. One more point I want to make out here is that the deep sleep is about 20% at best of your overall sleep and your REM sleep or your mind recovery is 25% of your sleep. So at best, 45% of your sleep is useful sleep. The remaining 55% Siddharth is actually useless sleep. So if you don't maintain and achieve a state of deep sleep and REM sleep, and if you don't sleep long enough, we are not getting the recovery that we need on a regular basis. Okay, I hope this is clear yeah. now after, after looking at the architectural slide.
0: Yes. So uh, I think it, it it is far more technical than what we can think of as a, as a regular thing, right? We During the college days, we have taken pride in saying, I. Soya, soya, puri kiya. But if you look at it, it was completely useless. It was counterproductive for the whole the way of studying. Or the uh, the people say, I have with stress, I have I'm not able to sleep, I have, I hardly slept and all those things. But they have to get into the process of actually helping them sleep. And the same goes for athletes. That and my question coming coming to you is we know uh, the athletes, international athletes traveling everywhere. And the jet lag becomes a big part of their traveling journey. It's a pleasant part of their, the way they commute. So how do you think, because it is not uh, what, what we say, right? Uh, in the week, I will sleep less, but I'll cover up my sleep over the weekend. Uh, I don't think uh, what, what, with what you are saying, it making sense. I'm sure you're going to trash the statement which I'm making right now. But uh, this combining with the jet lag and the schedule that they have. So how do you think uh, these two things actually work? Right. Uh, for, for any human and then specifically you can talk about athlete. Okay.
1: So let me take your second point first, which is about, you know, sleeping less over the weekdays and trying to make up for sleep over the weekend. You know, that notion about trying to, you know, bank sleep as we call it is basically one of the most flawed concepts in our common, mind, common person's understanding of sleep. You just cannot put sleep in the bank and say, over the weekend I'm going to sleep for, you know, 24 hours and gradually cash that over the week. Because as we just heard about here, that your recovery from last night is only going to be based upon how well you went into deep sleep and how well you how much of REM sleep that you got. If you did not actually get enough of deep and REM sleep, what is going to happen is that you're going to accumulate toxins. And to understand that, it's also important for you to look at the physiology of, of, of a cell, a tissue and your brain. Now, again, I'm going to get a bit technical here, so that so just bear with me. If you look at this particular slide <clears throat> or, or, or image, to the left, what I'm showing you is a cross section of any organ in the body. Hypothetically, let's call that the heart. The heart has got blood vessels which basically supply all the nutrients to the body. The tissues are made up of cells and the cells are actually functioning for you, consuming oxygen from the blood flow. Now, the byproduct of the cell functioning is toxins. These toxins have to come out of the body. How do they come out of the body? They come out through the drainage system in the in the organ, which is called the lymph node. Okay, that is where the drainage system of your body is designed, and all the toxins and all the garbage which is produced in your body comes out of the lymph node. Now, this lymph node is continuously being worked even as you're awake, but the efficiency of the lymph node is significantly enhanced in sleep because your activity levels are low. Hence. The amount of toxins being generated by the cells and tissues are less so that the cleansing action and the repair action can be more efficient. That is why sleep is important. Now if you look at the human brain, for example, they don't have a lymph system. So how do they drain their toxins? How do they drain all the garbage which is coming out of the brain? What researchers have found is that in REM sleep, your brain actually shrinks enough to basically open up spaces in between the lobes of your brain, which act as a lymph node or the drainage system from which the toxins are coming out. Now think about this. If you're not getting enough REM sleep on a regular basis, your brain is going to accumulate a lot of toxins, which means the efficiency of your brain to respond to stimuli is going to be significantly diminished on that particular day or days where you don't get good sleep. Okay. So this is how sleep works in basically removing toxins and repairing and restoring the body. That is why you cannot bank. sleep. Now, going back to your earlier question about schedules, look, typically it takes about three to four days for the body to acclimatize to a different time zone. So if you're traveling within your continent or within your country, yeah, it may not be that much an effect. However, if you travel at night and have a next day event in the morning, it is recommended that you are reach your venue few days before so that you acclimatize both to the time as well as to the elevation and all the other aspects which may affect your performance. International travel when you are changing time zones, you just have to accommodate for that so that you go well in advance and acclimatize. So there is no rocket science behind it. It's all about acclimatizing and ensuring that you are well rested prior to your event.
0: Right. So. Uh I think it is is—it is actually fascinating, uh, Ram, what you're talking about. And uh, because, yes, we have—we all have taken the red-eye flights and we were proud of enduring our days uh, that I'll take the red-eye flight because I'm make, being more productive. But I think it's a—it's uh, it's all a myth and uh, that we are not actually taking care of our body and we're taking it all for granted. Uh, Absolutely. So, uh, with all this thing, that I usually sleep for, say, eight, seven hours, eight hours, that I sleep or somebody uh, sleep for less or more, whatever. How much sleep do we actually need? And uh, as, as an active human, say, in, in different, different age groups, how much sleep do we need? Look,
1: so that you know, um, researchers have done a lot of study to try to understand how people sleep and how much sleep is required and does that change with age? So as a rule of thumb, yes, younger the child, for example, you know, athletes in the teens who are training and becoming professional athletes, they typically require about nine to 11 hours of sleep. Wow. Adults like you and I require about seven to nine hours of sleep. Now, where does this range of nine to 11, which is 120 minutes or seven to nine, which again is 120 minutes. Why do we have such a large range? The reason is because each person's physiology is different. You may require seven hours to get your five cycles, which includes the deep and REM. Whereas somebody else may require eight, eight and a half or nine. Now, if you require nine to get that recovery, but you're only sleeping six, because there used to be this adage in the old days saying, hey, so hai you're losing a significant amount of your recovery process. Hence today you need to actually athletes, what they do is they actually get their sleep profile, they get their recovery profile and it's also a function of the intensity of your workout or training the previous day. So more the intensity or higher the intensity, the more the recovery that you need. Okay, so that is how we basically play around with the sleep. First we profile you to understand how your body is responding to sleep and then we take into account your intensity of your activity the previous day. And then we give these athletes a guidance saying this is how long you need to sleep to ensure that you have the base level of recovery.
0: Do you mean to say that it is in our control to improve our quality of our sleep uh, as, without having the science behind it, understanding the science behind it? Do you think that I can actually, of which I'll need the analysis uh, with the specialist like you, but uh, is there any way that I can actually have uh, some control over improving the quality of my own sleep?
1: No, I think you can.
0: Look, how
1: much recovery that you are getting and how much hours of sleep is something that requires an analysis. Okay, but there are some common rules of thumb, which we can all adhere to. If I were to give you a list of three or four things, which everybody can practice the topmost in that list is what we call as sleep hygiene or maintaining a disciplined time to bed and time to wake up even on weekends the more regular you are, the body gets into what we call as a fine-tuned system where the body knows when to sleep and when to wake up. Mm-hmm. If you disrupt that, the internal biological clock gets confused. So many of us, what we do is we think that weekends is a time for us to, you know, make up for the last time of the weekdays. So we tend to sleep late. We tend to wake up also late because, you know, we have you know, had a little bit of fun over the weekend, which is fine. But come weekday, when you want to wake up at a particular time on a Monday morning, because your Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night schedules have been erratic, the body is not tuned to waking up when it should be waking up. Hence, you may require an alarm. You are cutting your sleep, which means you're not getting your natural recovery. Mm-hmm. The top in the list is, I would say, sleep hygiene, which means discipline time to bed and discipline time to wake up. The second is what we tell people is follow the 6-4-2
0: rule. Okay.
1: Six hours before sleep, you need to end your caffeine intake, alcohol intake, any stimulants which can basically affect your sleep. Yes,
0: very important.
1: Now, athletes by and large have a very disciplined lifestyle. So they don't consume a lot of caffeine or alcohol. But having said that, they may be using performance enhancing uh, you know, nutrients or whatever it is, yes. which have a lot of of sleep resisting hormones in it Mm -hmm. okay so try to limit it to six hours before your sleep okay second is physical activity is it's desirable if you curtail your physical activities three to four hours before sleep so that your body has got enough time to cool down and initiate sleep and two hours before sleep is when we say you need to have your last meals so -hmm. that's where the six four two comes into picture okay so maintaining a good routine of your sleep and having the six four two rhythm is going to improve your quality of sleep significantly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But how much sleep you need is something that you that, have to get profile.
0: Yeah, I, I think that is, that is that becomes a little technical, and uh, you it is left to the the masters. But I think uh, this this is uh, the the thumb rule as as we say. I think it 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 makes a lot of sense. Uh, but how can I, uh, you spoke about the five aspects, the five types that we get during our sleep uh, from light to REM. Uh, how does one go about understanding how do I sleep? Like I, if I want to know that, how is my sleep? So how do I understand that?
1: Right. So so that, you know, thankfully technology has advanced to a point where we have, you know, good grade sensors, which will give you, you know, good fidelity or medical grade information. In a very simplistic format. So, we have a technology which basically goes under your mattress, and this is a medical grade sensor which works on a technique called ballistocardiography. Whoever is interested can research this term ballistocardiography. So, using the technique of ballistocardiography, you're able to capture a lot of interesting information about your body while it is actually sleeping, from which we are able to derive. When did you go to sleep? How long did you go to sleep? Was your sleep fragmented? What was the quality of your, your cardiovascular system, like your breathing and your heart, And which it is also a function of your state of your mind while sleeping, and stuff like that. So using all of this, we can create some interesting mathematical models from which we can then give you insights, saying this is your quality of your sleep. This is your efficiency of your sleep efficiency means for the per hour of sleep how much recovery you are getting Mm -hmm. from which we can then come back and tell you for you to recover to about this level how many hours of sleep you need Okay. so we do this over multiple nights so we've got to capture your information over multiple nights so that we look at day to day variations, your intensity of exercise variations your state of your mind so once we create a baseline for you we can then use other techniques to basically improve your efficiency by using mental conditioning. So you calm yourself down before sleeping. 6-4-2 routine, which then improves your quality of your sleep.
0: Okay? okay. So that's what we do. So, uh, this can actually help uh, a coach uh, for while the training schedule is going on for athlete that at, if they're on the camp or something, and if the, that thing goes under your you because I can't sleep with with apple watch on it's like it's like I, I can't get a proper sleep it's an intrusive thing so what you're talking about is a completely non intrusive wearable which can track it and i think it can also tell me uh, if the coach will get the detail in the morning by the time athlete is up and uh, reports to the stadium the coach already has the data how the sleep falls. so he can decide uh, the intensity of the workout as well right so
1: absolutely absolutely in fact you make a very good point here so Is that if the athlete has not been rested that particular night, it is extremely important to ensure that the athlete one either does not train that day if the recovery was below a certain level, or we tone down the recovery so to ensure you don't create damage to the athlete. There are a lot of research right now, and actually, you can I've sent you one screenshot of that where you can look at the. Probability of having sports-based injury based upon lack of recovery. So when you push yourself the next day or day after day after day without having adequate recovery, your muscles have a tendency of basically tearing. That is why a lot of these athletes actually have a lot of issues with their physical health if they're not taking care of their recovery process. Okay. So it's very useful information for the coach. If the coach really wants to ensure that the athlete is at his peak of its health every single day, he can use this information to basically give insight to the athlete. More importantly, if the athlete is having a disturbed sleep prior to the event, or if the athlete did not perform very well that particular day and got anxiety issues, it will slow up in the sleep analysis the next day. Yeah. But so that information can again be used by the sports physiology or the mental conditioning coach to work with this particular athlete in improving the state of mind of this athlete so that the athlete is not panicking or having anxiety attacks.
0: Mm-hmm. This,
1: you cannot find out if you don't have the sensor.
0: Right. Oh, nice. I think this this, this makes a lot of sense. And when you're talking about the recovery, is it… Uh, so? Is it something that we can recover hundred percent every day or is there an optimum level that we need to recover to be at the best again the next day? So look it, it is it's a compromise
1: between your schedule also you know and between hmm. what you need to do a particular day. So we ideally give an athlete a band of 80 to 100 percent recovery. Okay. okay So we tell the athlete you need maybe eight hours to get eighty percent and you need nine and a half hours to get hundred percent recovery. Okay. As long as you are in the 80-100% to 100% range on a regular basis, mm-hmm. your mind and body is actually recovered adequately enough for you to go back on the field the next day. So based upon your schedule for the next day, you can decide how many hours of sleep that you want to compromise. Ideally, you need to get 100% recovery, but you can play within that
0: range. While on topic of athletes, and a uh, so lot of viewers of this channel are the athletes or the coaches and the whole ecosystem. So, is there any uh, uh, beyond the technical theory that you shared? Is there any practical uh, case study of any athlete that you can share with us, so people can actually start relating to the age group, gender, and type of game, and all those things they can start relating to it?
1: Look, we do this day in and, and day out, Siddharthana. So mm-hmm. we work with athletes. So we have multiple lines of business. One is the athletes, where we are trying to work on what we call a sleep conditioning. Mm-hmm. The second segment of people are corporates these are white collar people who are trying to improve their mental performance by getting good sleep and the third are what we call as patients who have been categorized as having sleep disorders Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: these are broadly the three buckets of people that we work with and we work with several people in these categories right but this being a sports channel and i'll I'll give you a few examples of athletes that we have worked with so we have one client who's a professional badminton player She is, I think, about 15, I guess. And um, her parents came to us and uh, said that, you know what, we feel that my daughter is not having the best of, you know, alertness or, you know, the sense of compassion or passion every morning when she wakes up. So they suspected maybe this has probably got to do with teenage pressure. Are they putting too much pressure on this child? Or are there any hormonal imbalances? Is it psychiatric issues, etc.? So they went through the entire process and they ruled out all of these things. And that's when they came to us to explore whether sleep could be one of those factors. Mm-hmm. When we profiled the, the athlete, we found something very interesting. That the child had a very good discipline in time to bed. Every given day, the, child was, or the athlete was sleeping at a fairly good consistency, consistent time. But the time to wake up actually was varying depending upon multiple things. The athlete is a is a is, is a child, she's also got to go to the, the stadium for practicing. So her wake-up time was actually varying depending upon what the schedules were. And to our surprise, that delta between what she needed for this 80 to 100% vis-a-vis what she was getting was just about 30 minutes. So it wasn't that she was missing this mark significantly, but they didn't know the concept about sleep and recovery, hence they were going by what they believed was the magical number for sleep. So when we analyzed the the athlete and created her profile, or what we call a sleep signature for this particular athlete, Mm -hmm. we recommended that the athlete sleeps about 30 minutes more every day. And you'll be surprised what it made a significant difference to this child's performance because now the child was not only physically recovered, but also mentally recovered on a... Consistent basis. Waking up with an alarm is probably the worst thing that we anybody is a man-made phenomena. Your body will wake you up when you have to wake up. Okay. So that is how we help this particular athlete is by simply understanding how much sleep that the person needs, how much sleep was this person getting, and just tweaking that and getting this person into a rhythm which solves a lot of problems for this person, you know. And there are many more such case studies. But I thought this was the most relevant one. Yeah. Because it is as trivial as this. There was nothing wrong with the person. It was just that the person was not getting enough
0: sleep. That's about it. So, uh, But how do I... I can't sleep because you asked me to go and sleep. Uh, I can't sleep because you asked me to sleep for uh, 30 minutes extra, one one hour extra. Then I will be thinking about it that I need this much sleep. So, and that may might make me anxiety. Uh, my anxiety level may go up that I need 8 hours of sleep, 9 hours of sleep, but then, usually, if I have to catch a four o'clock flight, then I'll start getting up uh, from one o'clock and uh, with the anxiety. So, how do, how do you work on that process? Because you spoke about the athlete, we spoke about the coach feeling a difference, the parents seeing a difference. So, I want to have a, a medium where the, the people who need this kind of techno, uh, thing or analysis reach out to you. So, if they want to reach out to you, what is the mechanism? And for them to understand that, okay, if what are the ways that I can actually go to get that sleep uh, and not be anxiety? There's no anxiety for me to sleep. Right. So this, sir, that that is what the whole thing was like. Uh, just trying to marry both the so things. So that's know
1: what we look all of us. So so that lot of we all like to sleep. I think sleep is such a wonderful process. Yeah. Unfortunately, we are depriving ourselves because of our professional and personal obligations. So if you tell us that you you can actually see what you actually are doing, many of us feel so relaxed with that, we actually enjoy the sleep. But if you tell a person to sleep less, that is when the anxiety builds up. And many a times, because the coaches don't know what the recovery pattern of the athlete or their particular student was, and they have a fixed time for everybody to show up at the court, each person's recovery pattern is different. The other thing Siddharth, that is that biologically humans are made into two categories. One is called early birds who sleep early and wake up early, and the second is a night owl who sleeps late and wakes up late. Now you can't take a night owl and tell this person just because you got to means you need to go to bed at what time? Nine o'clock in the night. It won't work. That's where the anxiety issues come into picture. Tell this guy that you have to go to bed at 9am. You need to recognize that this is a biologically wired system. That this person will not sleep before 11 Which means you may have to adjust his time to court by 2 hours so that he comes to court at 8 o'clock.
0: The the one size fits all formula.
1: That's where the anxiety issues come in when you start. Yeah, the anxiety issues come is when you start. Playing around with the person's natural DNA, and when you don't know it and he doesn't know it, it becomes a horrible fusion.
0: <laughs> you you made it sound like so so bad, and I'm sure the intensity is the, is, is the same thing that people don't understand. And uh, me being athlete also had no clue that just you were just asked to sleep for this, and it was a one size fits all formula by all the coaches for so long. I think this adding a different perspective uh, to it because. Strength and conditioning, you can have a timing to do it. Uh, the medical conditioning, mental conditioning, you can have a time to do it. The, the, but the sleep conditioning is something that has to happen at the time when it, it has to happen. Absolutely. Uh,
1: very well said. Very well said. And based upon the biological nature of the, of the athlete. Yes. Uh, it's, so
0: it's, it's very uh, subjective, very personal. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so amazing amazing Ram to, to understand this. Uh, how do people uh, reach out to you? So we can, if you want to make sure it's open to everybody. There. So how do people reach out to you? Read more about you, uh, about Fit uh, uh, and the team of Fit and uh, the benefit that can get. So
1: no, we are, we are, we are there on practically all uh, social media platforms. Uh, we have our website, so people can reach out to us through our website. The email ID is contact at snoozefit.com. People can write to us. And we do a lot of our counseling over phone. Um, Mm -hmm. We were doing it even prior COVID, but post-COVID it has become the norm. Uh, We are counseling people in Ahmednagar. We are counseling people in Delhi. So, you know, it's a matter of, you know, understanding you, your requirements. Our sensors are couriered. So we can courier it to you. You can install it at your own place. We get the data over the cloud our analysts will analyze the data and get in a call with you and basically help you you know improve your quality of sleep so everything is done in a very seamless fashion so whoever wants to you know come and talk to us are welcome reach out to us we'd be happy to work with you and you know, that's what we do for a living
0: excellent i have one okay while i thought that was the last question but suddenly a new question came into my mind because uh, we are talking about so much of uh, the meditation and the yoga which is it's getting into lifestyle of people now. So, uh, how does this align with the sleeping? Because people say that okay, if you get into meditation mode, uh, you actually reach the stage which is completely uh, the conscious but complete calmness. So, does that actually helps uh, me in the whole improving the sleep pattern? And when yeah, when when doing that, what time actually helps better?
1: No, absolutely. So, uh, you know so That. Um, Athletes use uh, ma- yoga and uh, you know mental conditioning techniques in multiple aspects of their uh, yes. evolution. Uh, people use it prior to sleep to basically calm their nerves so that they get into deep sleep and stay in deep sleep for a longer period of time. The second they use it during the day, for example, if they have had a you know intense workout in the first half of the day, they want to get a power nap in the afternoon. They use that to basically just calm their cardiovascular system down and slow it down so that they they can basically conserve energy for the remaining part of the day. Okay, So all of these techniques are basically helping you to calm your body down, relax your body and allowing you to one, conserve energy during the course of the day and second is getting into deep and REM sleep and staying there for a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. Now one word of caution and, and people always ask this question is does power naps help me and can I basically (laughs) fragment my sleep? So for example, if I need nine hours of sleep, can I get six plus three, which means six in the night and three in the day? The answer to that is no. Just as you cannot bank sleep, you cannot add sleep because the moment your sleep is cut, the cycle of getting into sleep starts all over again. Hence, you are not getting into the deep and REM sleep the same way as one continuous sleep cycle. Okay, so the afternoon nap is not a replacement for your evening or night's sleep. Your your night has to be continuous for a a specific duration for your requirements. Now, just one more thing also, you know, I've again sent you this image. There's interesting data now coming about how much athletes are sleeping. Roger Federer sleeps about 11 to 12 hours in a day. LeBron James sleeps about 11 hours a day. Now these people probably do it in two half. They may be doing 10 plus two or, you know, whatever it is, getting their 80 to 90% recovery in the night, plus adding their sleep in the afternoon for just cooling the system down. Mm. That's how well these people take care of your body. You have never seen Roger Federer in the last 15 years actually have any physical issues in the field. Yeah. Why is because his body and mind is so well-tuned. Tiger Woods used to sleep only four and a half hours and we all know what happened to his mental <laughs> you know, makeup. No, it's a very serious topic. You know, he was that, one yeah. of the greatest athletes that, that, that we ever had. But he just dropped like a rock because he was not recovering mentally and physically every day. Yeah. So it's important that you maintain a good rhythm of sleep even when you reach a specific level of your career. It's not that you can give up sleep at a particular time for again yeah. something else. Sleep is fundamental. If you manage your sleep better, you become more efficient, you become more productive, your body handles yourself better, you can push yourself longer. So don't compromise sleep, build on your sleep. But don't let sleep be the last thing in the 24 hours that you basically say, abhi sab ho gaya, four I'm not going to sleep. No. You need to work backwards, how much sleep I need, then work your schedule saying what am I, am I going to get up, when am I going to basically do my activities. Then have the 6-4-2 routine so that you come back and sleep well.
0: Nice. I think it's... Uh, you, you made it uh, so methodological, uh, Ram. and uh, at, at the same time, it was too technical but very simple uh, the way it is. right? It's, it's a fundamental thing that we love. Everybody enjoys the sleep. But we still take it for granted. And uh, I think uh, with today's session on the whole sleep conditioning, understanding the introduction of sleep conditioning with Snooze Fit, I think it, you just made the whole process look very simple, and I'm sure that uh, it is going to help a lot of athletes uh, and a lot of parents now uh, who are uh, who are keen about their their, their child's development. Uh, kids having online schools, kids spending so much time on the devices, or while they are playing outdoor, they are also like getting into the zone of playing the video games, esports, and everything. I think you have, you brought such amazing points here, Ram. Really wonderful talking to you and uh, thanks a lot and uh, I think uh, it it can it can give a good night's sleep
1: Always a pleasure talking to Siddharth. and uh, the initiative that you have taken on is wonderful. Wish you all the very best and you know and hopefully this will help uh, you know your audience as well as the fellow athletes you yes. know do something about themselves and improve their the yes. quality I'm, of the performance and sure. mind you know
0: I'm sure because uh, I think this is something is uh, people are curious about uh, and uh, this is going to give a lot of clarity to a lot of people, so really thank you and it was you explained very simple words uh, we just, and it's, it showed that we just try to make our life complicated, it's very simple. Just have to un- take it take it that way. Absolutely. Thank you, Ram, and uh, wish you all the best. stay safe and uh, talk to you soon.
1: Thank you, Suth. Have a good one. take care. bye
0: Thank you for liking. Thank you for watching so much of content that we've been putting on Sportsy Says. Please go ahead and subscribe to our channel, Sportsy Says on YouTube. Please go and follow our pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Help us spread the word about Sportsy. Let's talk sports.